Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. Most of the focus of the battles against the traditional liturgy in the church have been on the attacks on the traditional Latin mass, and the priestly fraternities and religious orders dedicated to it in the pre-conciliar form of the seven sacraments. Often we don't pay much attention to what is happening in the Eastern rites of the Catholic Church because we give a sense that they're safe, that they'll be fine, that they won't, that Rome won't go after them. Well, that's not true. Today I have an unfortunate story on just that. The East is being targeted now in the most early stages for change by the modernists, for an updating on their liturgy, for making the East more in line with the values of the world. And it begins where these things always begin, with the language the divine liturgy is said in, and always done in the name of making the liturgy more relevant to modern man. Let's take a look at the story, because many of us have predicted that the new religion will not ignore the old religion in the East once it is done with the traditional Catholics in the West. But first, I wanted to thank the patrons and channel members for their continued support of this channel. By contributing a buck a month to the work of this channel, they keep this news and analysis coming, so a big thanks to them. If you want to become a patron of this channel, there are links to Patreon, Subscribestar, and some various other options in the description box below, or you can click the Join button below the screen. Thanks, and on to the story. And it comes from Fides.org, which is, again, not a website known for being a radical traditional Catholic outlet with a desire to promote some notion of schism. Our story features a classic attack on the liturgy, replacing a high religious tongue the liturgy is set in with some form of the vernacular. Headline from Fides.org Chaldean Patriarchate The use of Arabic in the liturgy is not a quote-unquote betrayal of tradition. This is how it always begins. Now, as I'll go over in a moment, the Chaldean rite of the Catholic Church is not the first of the Eastern rites to undergo a novus ordification of their liturgy. I may be mistaken here, but I think the first of the East to suffer that fate was the Maronite rite of Lebanon, which I'll go over more a little bit at the end of my own experience with them, because of all the non-Roman rite liturgies, that's the one I'm most familiar with. But from this story, we get this, quote, the use of the Arabic language in the liturgies of the Chaldean Church is not a betrayal of tradition and responds to the missionary vocation of announcing the salvation of Christ to the men and women of the present time. The Chaldean Patriarchate emphasizes this in view of the criticism voiced in circles of the Chaldean diaspora of the update of the liturgy initiated by Patriarch Louis Raphael Sacco and the Chaldean bishops, which also led to the publication of an Arabic translation of the Missal. In a statement distributed by the media, the Chaldean Patriarchate points out that the constant adaptation of the liturgy to the needs of the time has always marked the path of the Catholic Church, and has also been authoritatively reproposed by the teachings of the Second Vatican Council. But some quote-unquote super-Chaldeans, says the Patriarchate's statement, may not yet be aware that the world has changed, that the Chaldeans themselves know neither Syriac nor Chaldean, and that many non-Christians, including a growing number of redacted, show an interest in the liturgies of the Chaldean Church and have the right to understand what they hear. The ecclesiastical authority, continues the Chaldean Patriarchate, knows how to distinguish between the original essential dates of the Chaldean liturgy and the artificial elements that have been added in the course of history. End quote. The vast majority of this audience are Roman Rite Catholics, or Latins, as we get called by our brothers in the East. And to you Roman Rite Catholics, I ask this. Does everything I've read to you there sound familiar? 
it should. This is the exact excuse the modernists used to inflict liturgical liberalization on the West, and now they're turning their eyes towards the East to desacralize the liturgy, to remove the mystery from it, to bring it down to the man. And why? They say to make it more accessible to the common man. But what was the consequences of that in the West? Empty parishes. But note the reasoning here. As the bishop said, quote, The Chaldean Patriarchate emphasizes this in view of the criticism voiced in the circles of the Chaldean diaspora of the update of the liturgy initiated by Patriarch Louis Raphael Sacco and the Chaldean bishops, which also led to the publication of an Arabic translation of the Missal. In a statement distributed by the media, the Chaldean Patriarchate points out that the constant adaptation of the liturgy need to the needs of the time has always marked the path of the Catholic Church and has always been authoritatively reproposed by the teachings of the Second Vatican Council. End quote. I know I repeated myself, but notice, it's the Vatican Twoization of the Chaldean Rite. They say it right there. And his excuse, the world has changed and the Church must change with it. Folks, many of us have been wondering when they would come for the Eastern Rites of the Church, and now we know. The time is now. Chaldean Catholics have been pushing back against this. And what do they get called for their troubles? Retrograde, rigid, not in those exact words, but in substance. For example, here's the patriarch behind these so-called reforms of the liturgy, dropping the hammer on those who dare to dissent. Quote, Sometimes those who po oppose an actualization of liturgical forms are not really familiar with the origin of the rites, the theology they express, and the rich treasure they represent for the sanctification and salvation of souls. Patriarch Sacco had already explained in the recent past reasons that led him and the Chaldean bishops to initiate the process of updating the liturgy. The liturgy, the Iraqi cardinal underlined in his speech, is not a show, but is the strongest expression of the church's living faith, the work of Christ himself who calls everyone to insert ourselves into his paschal mystery. Precisely the intimate nature of the liturgical practice, the patriarch had emphasized, suggests the elementary criteria for an authentic renewal of liturgical practices. An update that can only be achieved by remaining within the framework of tradition must never be a nostalgia for the past, but carries forward the church on its journey through history. As the great theologian Jean Corbin, a passionate connoisseur of Eastern Christianity and the Arab churches, observed, in every authentic liturgical renewal in the spirit of tradition, the mystery of the source is found and repeated. It's always the same, but the living water that flows from it is always new. End quote. In the secular realm and in the church, we often see this excuse used. Whatever is targeted for being changed is framed as if it was living or evolving, be it the governing document of the United States or the deposit of the faith. In the case of the church, a hallmark of modernism is to apply the logic of evolution to the church and to the faith. According to the modernists, the church is always changing, always innovating, always trying to adapt itself to the world, and the Second Vatican Ecumenical and Non-Binding Pastoral Council was just such an exercise, to adapt to the needs of the world and break off the chains of stagnation and rigidity that had taken hold after the very much binding Council of Trent, and we see it now being applied to the Eastern Rites. Of course, some places are further along in this process than others. While we're returning to the Roman Rite for this, it's worth noting that the tone is the same across the Church. The Church must adapt to the modern world, or presumably die, according to the modernists running the institutions of the Church right now. A listener sent this story to me from an outlet out of Spain. Headline, In Catalonia, Secular Women Replace Priests. The end game for the modernists is the ordination of women and the bringing into the Church the complete values of the world. We've seen this with Francis consecrating Lady Lectors. 
not an ordination strictly speaking, but dressed up in the preconciliar language and titles of the minor orders. And then this story emerged from Spain, quote, In Catalonia, due to a large shortage of priests, the Archbishop of Tarragona authorized women to, quote-unquote, replace priests so that believers would not be left without mass. Six, quote-unquote, secular women in pastoral care have been selected to take care of these, quote-unquote, substitutions. They conduct a liturgical celebration, performing the sacrifice with the sacrament previously converted by priests. In the opinion of the archdiocese, there is no question of any kind of quote-unquote comfort issue, nor of being open to the consecration of women. The local Catholic leadership has confirmed that these individuals do extraordinary service to their community, and sees that, of course, they are also very well received by the people in the communities. They make it clear that what they are doing is not seen as a mass in the strict sense, but as a verb, tergery. For many years, the majority of substitute women have been assisting in all kinds of duties in parishes, accompanying patients, teaching religion, attending nursing homes, but for some time now, they have been heard more and more in the pulpit as the number of ordained priests decreases. According to one of them, their work was initially accepted with abstention, but has now been accepted. According to the Archbishop of Tarragona and other places, especially in the African and Latin American missions, the service of lay women is more common in masses and verbal markets, while in Spain and even more so in populated areas, it is somewhat less common. His spokesman added that overall, the Archdiocese does not look at the question of whether or not it is advisable to consecrate women, but appreciates that these people do extraordinary service, and of course this is very well received by the people in the communities." End quote. Are you enjoying that new springtime in the Church of the New Advent yet? Because this is what the German bishops promised us. Yes, the German bishops. And we see it, signs of it anyway across the West, and the early signs of it are coming now into the East as well. The modernists won't rest until they've completely remade the Church into their own image. And not only the Latin West either, but also the East. If you're a Chaldean right Catholic in seeing this, let me know in the comments what this is looking like on the ground level, or how the people you know at your parish are dealing with all of this. What changes have you seen? I've never been to a Chaldean Rite liturgy. My main experience being in the East are the Maronites and the Byzantines. And they're not Eastern Rite. The Maronites are, strictly speaking. The Maronites, from what I see firsthand, had their divine liturgy already novus ordoed up pretty badly, with vernacular liturgy and the verses popular worship all done in the name of embracing the needs of the modern world and the rest of it a few decades back. Now, the word holy... in when we're talking about sacred liturgy here in languages, we need to really understand this. The word holy was once described rather well by Dr. Peter Kreeft as something set apart from the world, something reserved for God and for things related to our service to God. Sacred languages have that role and begin to make more sense once we understand and contemplate the concept of the sacred in our lives, and especially in our faith. Sacred languages reinforce that understanding, that what we undertake is not for our benefit chiefly, or even at all, but in service to God. Father Lang, writing over on EWTN's website some time ago, notes this distinction, this separation, and its purpose for sacred languages. Quote, the use of a sacred language in the liturgical celebration is part of what St. Thomas Aquinas in the Summa Theologia calls the solemnitas. The angelic doctor teaches, quote, what is found in the sacraments by human institution is not necessary to the validity of the sacrament, but confers a certain solemnity, useful in the sacraments to exercise devotion and respect in those who receive it. See it, Summa Theologica, Book 3. Sacred language being the means of expression not only of individuals, but rather of a community that follows its traditions, is conservative. It maintains the archaic linguistic forms with tenacity. Moreover, introduced in it are external elements, insofar as associated to an ancient religious tradition. 
A paradigmatic case is the Hebrew biblical vocabulary in the Latin used by Christians. Words like Amen, Alleluia, Hosanna, etc. As St. Augustine already observed, in the course of history, a wide variety of languages had been used in Christian worship. Greek and the Byzantine tradition, the different languages of the Eastern tradition, such as Syriac, Armenian, Georgian, Coptic, and Ethiopian, Paleo-Slavic, the Latin of the Roman Rite, and of the other Western Rites. Found in all these languages are forms of style that separate them from the ordinary or popular language. Often the separation is a consequence of linguistic developments in the common language, which then are not adapted in the liturgical language because it's sacred character. End quote. What is the result of eliminating these sacred ancient languages from our worship? In a word, banality. Our worship becomes normal, indistinguishable from the things of the world. Imagine our worship of God losing the savor of its salt, the salt losing its flavor, and that is precisely what you get when sacred language are replaced with vernacular. And sadly, all too many people want their worship to be part of the normal world. It's a sad state of affairs that itself shows just how far things have fallen in the church, since the banalization of the church that really took off during and after the council five decades ago. The separation from our everyday lives and sacred things was broken down, and not in a good way at all. Things became normal. Things became indifferent and sanguine. And now sacred things are being and have been replaced with the profane, with secular music often finding its way into our sacred spaces. And most Catholics don't even really blink at it when it happens, at least not anymore. That should tell us a lot about the state of things now in the church. Again, if you're a Chaldean Rite Catholic, let me know if you've seen this happening in your parish. Or if you're an Eastern Rite Catholic and have heard rumblings about things, getting the Novus Ordo treatment in your liturgical tradition, let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.